And great Saturday morning, Low Country. Welcome back to another edition of Beyond the Business, heard exclusively here on 94.3 WSC every Saturday morning. I'm one of your hosts, Eric Cox, here with the lovely, the talented, and the very special. Oh, so special. And I don't know about talented, but I'm here. Leslie Haywood. And you are special. I am special. Leslie, happy final Saturday of April. Oh, my gosh. The Derby's coming up. It is. It is. So excited. We're closing out this month, and uh, hard to believe we're in May. So, uh, what a School is winding down. It's crazy how fast it's all going by. It's nuts. Yes, yes. So, thank you, Low Country, for sharing your Saturday morning with us. And if you want to continue the fun beyond Saturday mornings, make sure and like our Facebook page, uh, Beyond the Business, or talk to us on Twitter at BTBCHS. And by the way, if you listen to us live here on Saturday mornings and you Mm -hmm. get a chance to tweet out to us or go to our Facebook page, but maybe you're just listening to us on our podcast, please give us feedback as well. And you can reach those podcasts in case you don't know at our website at coastalwm.com and right in the top right-hand corner, you're going to see an icon for radio podcast. You click that, you will actually not only hear our show from last week, but you'll actually hear all of our shows from the last four years in case you want to binge listen it is the perfect opportunity to do nothing but sit and learn about entrepreneurship and all of the wonderful people that we have because this show is all about people you know and stories you don't and speaking of that we had a great guest who has uh, decided to come back this week so we really appreciate that mr peter viva who is the licensed partner of Engel and Volkers here in the Low Country, and Peter, thank you first of all for coming back. That was uh, we appreciate it. Yes, Peter from Savannah, right? Peter from uh, Savannah. originally from Savannah. That's right. But thanks for having me. I really appreciate the opportunity. Sometimes <laughs> Leslie runs our guest off, and we never see him again. So we appreciate uh, you hanging in there and being tough on this one. And uh, Peter, uh, you shared a, a great story uh, last week, uh, which we've actually kind of been on a run of our last several entrepreneurs that uh, have grown up somewhere overseas and made their way to the United States and just these stories of adversity and overcoming things. And certainly you presented a lot of challenges in your story last week. I know. And, uh, you know, just when I I was thinking, because I've got children uh, of my own, and when they have struggles in school, you know, you think it's a monumental thing. But then I hear your story where in fourth grade, you move from Russia to Germany and don't know any German. And as a fourth grader, have to be immersed into this school and it's kind of sink or swim and you don't speak the language and you have no friends and i mean when my kids come home and they start complaining about these trivial things and now i'm gonna think okay well at least you speak the language and you have a friend and you didn't move from you know communist russia in the middle of germany i mean that was an amazing story well thank you and you also shared with our listeners last week about your journey through the casting world, uh, working as a tradesman, working up through management, and then external factors happen, right? And as you mentioned, when you came to the United States, that that industry seemed to be getting shipped overseas, and you kind of lost an opportunity or saw that opportunity diminishing, and you rediscovered yourself, and you go into the real estate world and start your own company, start buying uh, in real the estate big properties. real estate boom of Booming Indiana. Of Indiana. In, in, in Indiana. <laughs> Auburn, Indiana, which I did not even know existed. Um, and so... You know, there's a story of, again, that entrepreneurship, jumping off the cliff, creating and building. And like most of our entrepreneurs, you're trucking along, things are going good, and 08 happens. 
Exactly. Yeah, we were doing really great with uh, buying houses, remodeling them, selling them to individuals. Some of them we sold outright. Some of them we uh, sold on a contract, allowing people to rebuild the credit and uh, find the home, refinance with the bank once they're ready uh, to do so. But 2008 hit and uh, all the values, home values just sunk. And uh, granted, you know, people during the recession or during the uh, bubble uh, that, that that happened, if you don't sell, you don't lose anything. You can weigh out the storm and uh, wait for the properties values to come up. We didn't have that luxury. We had the inventory that was sitting there. We owned money to the banks on it. So we tried to survive and try to make the best of it. And um, how did you how, did how did you do that? Uh, we put a, a lot of our own money into it. We uh, sold a lot of the inventory just on a penny of dollar, um, just to reduce our liabilities. Uh, thought about filing for bankruptcy. I was saying, did the company survive, back. and did you have to take those drastic measures, or you were able to stay above? We were able to stay above. Uh, we we had enough reserves built up to to survive that, but it just wiped out everything that we had at that point. It was just. Um, Really, really hard time for us. We had some other businesses that we were able to rely on. My wife built a, a business while we were doing all that. It was a party business, uh, selling party goods and uh, Halloween costumes. We had uh, built it from one store in Auburn, Indiana to uh, three stores. Uh, oh, my goodness. Uh, She's our next guest. She's an entrepreneur, <laughs> too. Open it up at two, three locations. So uh, doing the... Uh, the real estate and doing the uh, party business, uh, it was kind of doing double duty for us. Uh, we also had two kids in high school, so that was a commitment there as well. We uh, sometimes didn't know what coming or going. It was so busy uh, doing things and uh, being out there uh, trying to put out fires. So one of the questions we, I uh, think, bring up quite a bit with entrepreneurs, because we all went through 08 in uh, different capacities. Uh, when you look back through that time, what was the biggest lesson that you and Kimberly take away uh, knowing that there could be another 08 down the road and one that you could share with our listeners this morning? Well, the, another 08, a lot of people saying that another 08 is coming, but I don't think it's going to be as dramatic as the uh, 08 itself because there will be adjustment in uh, in prices. There will be adjustment in uh in the economy, uh, that's just a natural thing. Uh, things go up and things go down and they come uh, go, come up again. It's just what you do with those times, that's that's what uh, really matters. We were highly leveraged uh, with those houses. That was our mistake. Uh, we didn't have enough reserves to maintain or to keep those houses, so we needed to support those loans and we had to sell those houses at a discount a lot of times. Uh, putting people into those houses as a renters that were a lot of times questionable. One one of the uh, story that just kind of blows my mind, we put this uh, lady with her two kids that really, really uh, deserved a chance. Uh, so we thought. Uh, she moved in uh, six months later and find out that she had a pedophile that uh, moved in, in with her with those two small children. And then he decides to breed dogs in the upstairs rooms. So finally, after three months, we got them out. Um, I had to put another $5,000 into the house just to be able to re-rent it again. So 
um, staying on top of things and uh, uh, minding your own business. That's probably the biggest lesson um, that I can, that I got from that. Right. And cash is king, right? That's right. Cash cash so out. how did the business, what did the business look like after you survived all of that? Did you diversify? How did you overcome that? And what did the new business look like? Well, we decided to open up our own uh, brokerage in uh, uh, Auburn, Indiana, uh, calling Nationwide Real Estate. We uh, uh, thought, you know, rather than buying and selling for uh, with somebody else, with another broker, we can do uh, the same on our own. So we opened up our own brokerage, uh, started uh, developing um, procedures, uh, operating procedures, um, attracted a good group of people that were working with us, but we had to reinvent everything ourselves. Uh, all the procedures, all the manuals, everything, uh, all the forms um, that were there internally, granted they are um, uh, real estate forms are provided by, by the state, by the licensing. Um, but uh, everything that we were doing internally, all the systems we had to develop ourselves. And, and that's another lesson that I learned, you know, before we moved to Savannah, we gave up that company, um, just disclosed the company down because it was just too, too hard to, to, to start everything uh, f- from scratch. And uh, this concept that we're doing now, England Folkers, it has all the systems and everything in place for you. That's the beauty of it. It's a proven concept, and uh, we get into that a little bit later at a later point. But uh, uh, going through the after the recession, we were trying to uh, survive, keep those houses, and uh, not default on the loans because. Uh, um, filing for bankruptcy was not an option. Uh, we didn't want to have that on our uh, credit. We didn't want to have that in our history. So we did everything we could just to keep everything afloat. So you guys ended up uh, leaving Auburn, Indiana, right? And you came down to Savannah, as you just mentioned, started a new model. And in this case, you actually took on a model that is more of a franchising type model. Like you said, systems were in place with Engel and Volkers. Um, so give us a little flavor for... Um, new place, right? Moving to Savannah, and then new model. And what was it like to embark upon a model where, uh, as you said, there was a blueprint already? Well, we decided to leave Savannah because I was just got uh, tired of the cold. I got tired of the snow. Uh, we closed the uh, um, real estate brokerage down. We uh, sold the uh, party stores, and I thought we we're going to start over in Savannah. Uh, we uh, had some. Some capital that we took with us uh, after um, every, all the dust had settled and uh, moved into Savannah. Signed up with a small fr- uh, boutique company. Um, Dickie Mopper owned the, uh, the, uh, the boutique company. He was just a small shop. Uh, downtown Savannah on uh, Congress uh, Street. So he'd been uh, a Savannian, um, done business for 46 years in Savannah. So very well known. So we thought we we're going to hang our shingle, our license with somebody that is already established in in the community and just kind of do our own business. I never wanted to own another real estate company because it really? was just, uh, um, just too much work. I thought I can be more successful just doing my own thing, um, giving my share to, to the house and uh, build my business from there, my real estate business. So we did some flipping in Savannah, uh, built our um, nest egg from there. 
um, we we sold uh, bought and sold for other people um, made uh, you know um, several million dollars in sales per year for other people so we, we were not just a small time uh, uh, real estate agents we were very successful we had a team of uh, three my wife myself and our daughter had the real estate license so it was the oh the wow a family team. affair yeah Colette team I was out selling my wife likes the inside work so she was doing the uh, paperwork uh, so we kind of complemented each other with our skills so down the road uh, about the two years ago um, Dickie Mopper came uh, and he bought into a franchise uh, we didn't know what the, uh, that franchise was at that point Engel and Folkers a German concept me being German I thought hmm, mm-hmm. gotta be something good it's right? from Germany you know Mercedes <laughs> uh, BMW Right? All good, uh, good concept. So, when he uh, bought into the franchise and converted it, we've seen firsthand what that franchise done for his business. So he grew from just being a small boutique company to increasing his sales by forty percent. Wow! Some of some of the uh, uh, price points that they were able to increase just because of the uh, uh, concept, because of the international backing that the England Focus offers, it's just got us into a, a level of selling that was unimaginable before. Um, Sotheby's was the biggest competitor, and any time we would compete against them, we would, would lose. But now we had that uh, England Focus international platform backing us. We were able to be invited to, to some of the listing presentations that we couldn't imagine before. Wow. So from... Uh, um, Two hundred thousand to three hundred thousand dollar average sales price. We were able to move up to six hundred and eight hundred thousand dollar sales price. And Charleston is a little bit different market. Uh, uh, average sales price in uh, Mount Pleasant and Charleston is three hundred and sixty thousand. So you, you, you're talking million, two million dollars is un, not uncommon for us to get those listings. So. Um, Completely different concept, completely different platform, completely different uh, clientele that we're dealing with. Now, uh, and what made you move to Charleston? How did that happen? Well, because you were working under him in Savannah with this new concept and obviously you liked it. Right. We've seen what they've done for Dickie. We've seen how much he bought into the brand. We've seen what kind of transformation it done for him. And we've. We drank the Kool-Aid. <laughs> we thought, this is a great opportunity. This is a great uh, uh, great concept. Where can we do that? What can we do? So we got in touch with the uh, uh, New York office, with the corporate, and uh, we, we told them we wanted to do it. Uh, what is the next opportunity? So we were looking at different cities, and um, Charleston been on the radar of Angle and Focus for the longest time. We partnered up with some great people um, in in Charleston, and um, us not being local, us being from Savannah, it's kind of hard to come in and start doing business in in Charleston. So we're relying a lot on these local connections to bring us closer to the market. I believe you know, that I don't need to, I, I do not need to be local in order to sell in the local market. I need to have local advisors that are supporting us that are promoting us that will be selling i want to be able to provide the platform uh, the uh, support the international uh, network to our advisors for them to be successful they already have those 
local connections. They already have those local relationships where it's easy for me to come in and plug these people in and offer them opportunity to grow. So as you guys um, look back over that journey, and you made a comment a little bit earlier that when you left Indiana, you were done running businesses. We're going to go to Savannah and just kind of, we're going to do our thing, but let somebody else deal with all the problems, right? That's right. And here you are running a business again, right? <laughs> so talk about that as yeah. an entrepreneur. Is that just something that's in an entrepreneur's blood that you just can't get out? <laughs> Why did you get sucked back in? <laughs> you, you can't turn it off. That's that's, <laughs> a, that's a curse and that's it. a blessing. Uh, we go to your restaurant and we sit down, my wife and I, and we're looking around and we're just talking about how can we make this business better? How are looking at all these opportunities that's around us. Anywhere we go, we're looking at the opportunities, how, how to make things better how to serve people better. So that's that's yeah. this w- vicious cycle. Yeah. And by the way, Peter's leading into. Entrepreneurs Anonymous next Saturday. Uh, great. Uh, he's <laughs> trying to quit. He's trying to quit. It's great. He's like, yes, I'm going to quit the entrepreneurship. No, oh, I got stuck back in. Can't so, turn it off. No. no. Well, and Charleston is, as I'm sure that you have found, an amazing place for entrepreneurs. And uh, we've been um, written up in magazines and articles about how, what a wonderful sort of breeding ground for entrepreneurship Charleston is. What have you found in Charleston to be of most help as a person that started out? Are there resources here in Charleston that you've used? Um, what's been, you know, kind of one of those? Well, I think one of the m- important steps for us was to join the uh, local chambers of commerce. We joined the, the Mount Pleasant Chamber of Commerce and we joined the uh, Metro Chamber of Commerce. Uh, they have great resources. They have great connections to other businesses, other entrepreneurs in the area, um, reaching out to other businesses, other uh, banks, lending institutions, building those relationships. Um, it's a great way to promote our business, um, reaching out to other businesses like uh, Eric Cox's business. Uh, he is a great friend, a great uh, contributor to our cause. Uh, so um, I really appreciate uh, people welcoming us in the community and just allowing us to participate in this uh, in this journey and by the way in case somebody's listening this morning they're not familiar or as familiar with the brand ingle and volkers you talked a little bit about uh the value proposition but expand on that a little bit what why and where would people turn to you for their for your services well, England Focus is in the national company. It started out in in Germany about uh, 40 years ago and expanded into the franchise concept. So uh, from uh, a little town in uh, Germany, they relocated to Hamburg as uh, being the headquarters, uh, spread out in, um, in Europe and uh, other continents. We are now in... Uh, 34 countries. We are in five continents. We have over 850 shops worldwide. We have 10,000 plus uh, employees uh, that working for us. So uh, it is a fastest growing franchise in the world, a real estate franchise. The concept is an international concept. So um, the Germans believe, you know, whatever you do more than once, it's worth building systems. So it's all about systems to support the advisors. It's all about systems of uh, networking. We believe we are collaborative brand. We're collaborating with other uh, shops all over the world. And Charleston is uh, an international uh, market. Um, the employees in Charleston, they're from uh, Germany. They're from uh, 
Volvo, Scandinavia. So it's uh, more and more employers are uh, coming to Charleston and they're needing uh, homes to live. So we have that international network where people that coming into this country, they can shop for their next home in Charleston overseas. And be, when they reach the shore, when they uh, arrive at uh, Charleston Airport, we already have a connection established with them. We already look for some houses for them. And what a we're great able concept to that is, too. I know. Think about Charleston right now, because you mentioned with Volvo and Bosch and um, um, Boeing BMW and Mercedes, yeah. Boeing here. And, I mean, to be on that cutting edge of that German connection, particularly you know, mm-hmm. in all of Europe, but Germany specifically, you're opening up a door and an avenue to market properties that most local folks couldn't give access to. Absolutely. And there are some international companies in uh, Charleston already that pride themselves, but uh, are they really international? They have maybe one or two uh, locations overseas, but not the fast network like uh, in England Focus does. And and what is who is your target market? Like who who would come to you, and why would they come to you instead of any of the other uh, people well, we, that are in the real estate game? Absolutely, we we not uh, we don't service only the residential market. We have four divisions: one being residential, commercial, aviation, and yachting. So that, that's awesome. <laughs> that's what I want to hear about the yachting. <laughs> so we pride ourselves that uh, we are uh, servicing the uh, discerning uh, clients that are in the uh, upper level executives. But again, uh, we don't uh, focus only on those. Uh, we also serving the uh, lower end properties as well. So, what makes us different is the uh, international outreach, the uh, approach to business. Uh, we uh, pride ourselves that we don't call our agents agents; so they are advisors because it's the. Uh, experience, client experience that makes a difference. Um, You go to buy a car, for example, and you go to a local uh, dealership, you you walk out and you you got a car. You go to a Mercedes dealer, you treat it as a guest, you treat it as a client, you get the uh, red carpet treatment, you have the experience there. And that's what we, uh, we are. And Tommy appreciates that promo, by the way. There you go, Mr. Baker. Um, it really does present a, a unique model that we haven't seen a lot of here in the Low Country. And, Thank you. Uh, I love the aspect of that. Um, I, I would. I'm going to switch gears for a minute because we're yeah. running out of time, unfortunately. Okay. I know. Um, and by the way, you, you mentioned yachts and planes and houses, and uh, would that include? I have a little 15 and a half foot Edgewater. I want to sell a little boat. Or, <laughs> does that fit into the category? Help me sell that? Probably not. No. No. Okay. no. Right, well, in, in that note. Um, I'm going to let Leslie do, uh, oh, you want to do your little lightning, lightning round this morning? I like that. I know. This, 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 the, the show is called Beyond the Business, but the mantra is about people you know, so people are getting to know you, but stories that you don't know about Peter. And so we want to learn a little bit about Peter that maybe even the closest to you around here don't know. Yes. I, I'm going to ask you a couple questions, sure. and they're not essay questions, just, you know, quick, quick answers. What's the best movie you've ever seen? I'm a James Bond oh. fan, so the, uh, Daniel Craig is my uh, my hero. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> um, the most influential person in your life? I think Dickie Mopper, our, our broker in charge in Savannah. Uh, he's been very good friend. He has been very great supporter 
us uh, doing this journey in Charleston, and uh, we still have a great connection with him, even though we left his shop and we've been uh, producing with him. So he lost a good advisor. Right. Uh, he's we're still in connection. It's still a good, a great mentor to me. The thing you are most proud of? Proud of my relationship with my wife. She's oh. been um, great supporter in the cause, and you know, uh, all the slip ups and all the ups and downs that we were going through our lives. Uh, she always stuck with me and always is with me. There we go. Good, me, good me job. Me too, honey. Yeah. Me too, honey. Thanks, and Peter. Finally, <laughs> the number one thing on your bucket list. Number one thing, I uh, would love to sail the Caribbean. On one sail. of those yachts that you have for sale? I love sailing. Oh. Uh, it has to be a sailboat. Uh, put the sail up and just go, go, go from one island to the other. And certainly one more thing I'll throw out there that people may not know about you is that you are a third degree black belt in ninjitsu, right? Uh, ninjitsu, yeah. I went through several different uh, uh, categories of martial arts. Started with uh, taekwondo, then karate, and ended up with... Uh, organization Bujin Khan and they are uh, teaching the nine schools of ninjutsu so well, that's why I didn't ask any really hard questions right. this so on that note uh, Peter uh, Viva again thank you for your time Peter Viva is the licensed partner with Ingle and Volkers congratulations on certainly uh, taking on this franchise in the area good luck to you and I know uh, Kimberly and yourself will have the greatest success here in the low country. Thank you very much for having me. And to follow us again, talk to us at our Facebook page, Beyond the Business, and we'll see you on Twitter at BTBCHS. And in case you miss an edition, please go to our website at CoastalWM.com, click radio uh, podcast icon, and listen to all of our shows from the past four years. And until, oh, next Saturday morning at 730, Low Country, we hope that you have a enjoyable and blessed week.